Trey Mills. I hate rap fans podcast. It's another one of them other ones, baby. Before we get into it, let's go ahead. Stand with me. Let's get this disclaimer out the way. The views and opinions expressed on the I Hate Rap Fans podcast do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of you. Dance rap loving, TikTok trend following, non-hip-hop knowing clowns who wouldn't know good music if you walked into a studio and recorded an album ghostwritten by Sean Carter, executive produced by God, with production from Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones, Prince and the Bomb Squad, with features from Jesus, Tupac, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Dizzy Gillespie. This podcast is not for you. Please, turn it off now and find something else to listen to. Thank you. Trey Mills and the I Hate Rap Fans Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How y'all doing? Been doing this thing a week, man. How y'all liking it? Y'all loving it? Y'all hating it? Y'all thumbs up in it? Y'all thumbs down in it? Or y'all just completely ignoring it altogether? I don't know. At this point, I started something I can't stop. So, uh, let me get a little bit of housekeeping, whatever the phrase is, out of the way right now. Check me, check me, check me, check me. I am on everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, Deezer, Stitch, wherever you get your podcasts, I'm there. Right now, I am operating under the grown-ass man hip-hop show feed eventually i will move on and i will have my own feed but if you go there you will see the latest podcast i'm also on youtube just type in trey mills it's also right there latest feed latest podcast always right there on youtube just go to your search engine type in the i hate rap fans podcast with trey mills boom right there in your face give me a thumbs up give me a thumbs down give me a comment uh, help me get into that Al Gore rhythm. I've been telling them corny jokes all week. So send me some comments. Let me know if you love the show, if you like the show, what you'd like me to change about the show. If you want me to take this motherfucker off the air because it's trash, I don't care. Yeah, connect with me there. Let's go ahead, set the table. But before I get into that, y'all know I'm still dealing with this annoying ass person, right? This annoying ass being in my house right i've been talking about it all week man i gotta get it off my chest man this is like therapy for me um i really i really i really want to punch him in his damn snout man i just really want to punch him in his damn snout but then if i do that that's like animal cruelty and oh if i didn't mention all week i'm talking about my damn dog lenny oh my god man I hate that damn dog. I, we got a love-hate relationship. Oh, I hope y'all ain't think I was talking about an actual person. I wish a motherfucker would try to take my wife. Nigga, I'm talking about a dog. Yeah, man, I hate that damn dog, man. It's like we got a love-hate relationship. You know, there was a time when we was actually pretty cool. It literally was like man's best friend. And then one day that nigga just flipped on me. And I really feel like he trying to take my wife. Like I said, I say this dude's life, man. Y'all know when you go get a dog from the um, veterinarian, right? If the dog is in there seven days, on the seventh day, they euthanize the dog. For you niggas that don't know big word, that means they put the dog to sleep, they kill him. 
they do that at um, a lot of uh, uh, veterinarians do that uh, when they you know people bring dogs in or they find dogs off the street and also the ASPCA does that too they kill more dogs than they save but that's another conversation so yeah oddly enough when I went to get this dog shoe five six years ago they went and got that dog on the sixth day <laughs> like we adopted that dog on the sixth day of him being there You'd think a person who you just literally just snatched from the clutches of death would have a little bit more appreciation. But then again, I am talking about a dog. Anywho, I got my coffee. Sipping. Y'all got y'all's? Y'all ready to go ahead and do this thing? Let's go ahead and set the table, man. Every Friday, I am going to do my damnedest to just make this a straight music podcast. I'm going to try to talk about music, do different album reviews and all that. So today... I am going to be talking about Two Chains latest album, "Dump Don't Sell Itself." Came out last Friday. I am not finna be one of them dudes that the album come out Friday morning and by Friday afternoon you got a full review. I'm a person who likes to live with music. I like to sit with music. I like to play things over and over again because I really, I, I don't, I don't do singles. I'm the type of person that if an artist I like has a single, I just wait for the whole album. I listen to the single once, maybe twice, and then I go and I get the whole album. Artists go through a lot of work to put out their bodies of work, and, and, and it's a, it takes a lot of time, a lot of emotion, a lot of frustration. So I'm not finna just sit there and just, you know, rat, listen to one song and then just skim through your album in a day and either, you know, you, you drop that shit midnight at, uh, at 12 midnight and by 12 afternoon it's deemed a classic. I don't believe in that. I've been sitting with this music. I've been riding with this music. Um, I, I've listened to this music more than once. I, I like to make music a part of my life. So in order for me to do a fair review of any music i gotta give it a full week so next week next friday i actually be doing a review about snoop's new album uh born on death row but i'm gonna give it a whole week comes out february 11th we'll give it a whole week before i even talk about it i gotta live with it because i know for him for snoop it's a big deal that you know i don't know if you've heard the news about snoop dogg but he just i don't know the details of everything that went down but he just acquired death row that's something that he's been talking about so i would like to see if this is going to ignite something old in him i would really like to see where this project goes because it's a full circle moment for him and for those of you that don't know snoop dogg is the reason why i started rapping in the first damn place so even if it's trash i'm probably not i'm probably gonna think it's like the greatest thing since late registration two chains album we're gonna get into this today and i'm gonna you know try my best to give you my opinion on it but before we get into the two chains album i got a segment that i i'm gonna be doing along with the music podcast every friday called albums you niggas just don't care about three hip-hop albums that y'all niggas just don't care about that came out during the previous week so let's go ahead and get into it you know what? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. The first one, I'm not even going to do a full review. The first one, Saba, Few Good Things. The second one, V-Don and Bodega Bams, The Lost Pack. And last but not least, Cannabis. Yes, I said Cannabis. One Step Closer to Infinity. Check those three albums out. 
Let me know what you think. And that is it for albums you don't care about. You know what? I don't give a fuck. You. All righty, man. So let's go ahead and get back into this two chains. So. For those of you that don't know, and many of you that do know, Two Chainz been in the game probably. Two Chainz really been in the game, honestly, about 25 years. But he had his biggest break 10 years ago with True Religion, and he been on the run. He's had some ups, he's had some downs, he had some hits. Um, me personally, I don't really consider as great as Two Chainz is. Me personally, I consider him more of a singles artist than an album artist. His albums, to me. Never really live up to the hype of the singles. And I'm going to get into that a little bit deeper. But this is his latest effort. Um, and it's called Dope Don't Sell Itself. Keeping it, keeping in line with the trap theme. Keeping in line with, you know, you know his, his whole persona. He's a trapper. He's a trap rapper. First of all, I like to say before I even get into this that, you know, Nori calling this album a classic is Cap. Big cap, super cap, that big ass cap that Pharrell had on that time he went to the Grammys or whatever. That uh, the Arby's, the Arby's uh, logo cap, big cap, huge cap. It's not a classic. Now he did say that this album, Two Chains, said that this album is uh, one of the things he described it as is an antidepressant. I can give him that. Hold on, let me take a sip of my coffee. I can give two chains that because it's a very upbeat album. It's a very fun album. It's a very danceable album. It's a very party album. In times like this, when you're going through the pandemic and all the shit that's going on politically right now, sometimes you need a break. This is definitely a good break. So I give him a point for that. It definitely is an antidepressant. You're going to have fun. It's bass heavy. It's trappy. It's it's not a very heavy album, which I think for an artist of two chains caliber and ability, it's it's not a strong point, but it is what it is. Alright, so let's get into the good. Two chains ear for production and features. Amazing. For my taste, he caters a little bit too much to the strip clubs with uh what is it? Uh pop music. With Moneybag Yo. Um, but it is what it is. You know, it, it wouldn't be two chains without a damn out loud on strippers. And and um uh what's that? It's your birthday. That's that that's that's in his wheelhouse, that's what he does. You know, most artists from Atlanta, you know, that strip clubs are the culture, so you kinda cater to the strip clubs. You know, a lot of strip clubs in Atlanta are different than everything else. So, like they're the they're the main part of the ecosystem in Atlanta, so it's almost like if you're from Atlanta, you gotta have a strip club song. Not gonna hold that against him, but I will ask this question: With him saying that this album is an antidepressant, meaning it's fun, it's upbeat, high energy, bass heavy, and it's got great production, is that a cover up for his lack of effort? Because this is one of the rare times that I can actually say. As good as Two Chains is, there were just some features that felt a little more in the moment than Two Chains did. Some of these songs felt disconnected. They felt, let me go and put this up right quick. They felt 
and I, and I say that because this is his last album on Def Jam. Uh, Two Chains has not only grown as an artist, he's grown as a businessman. So his interests are all over the place. Um, so the effort in this album as it drops off as you like if you listen for, if you start at uh, True Religion. And, or, or based off a true story, and you just follow the trajectory, this one sounds like the least amount of effort. I don't know if that's because it's easier for him now. It's like he maybe he ain't trying that hard, or his brain wasn't fully, he wasn't fully focused on this album, or maybe he was just clearing out the, um, Maybe he was just clearing out the hard drive and making room for something new. I listened to an interview with him on uh, off the record with DJ Academics. Yes, I'm an old nigga. I listen to DJ Academics, Judge Your Mama. And he was talking about how this was going to be his last trap album. For me, that is a very big statement for an artist like 2 Chainz. 2 Chains has the ability to do a lot more. 2 Chains ain't no whack rapper. 2 Chains got bars. And I'm wondering, are we on the cusp of a new 2 Chains? Are we about to see a new kind of 2 Chains emerge? Because I've always asked the question, does 2 Chains play too much? As good as he is, does he play too much? And it's fine for rappers to play. We need more rappers to play. There are too many Tony Montana's in the rap game right now and not enough Bismarckies or Fresh Princes, Father MCs or anybody like that. Just lighthearted rappers. So I, even Drake try to be hardcore from time to time. And I get it. We're in the, we have kind of transitioned from the clout era and the streets have kind of taken back over the game and it's a whole lot of gun talk and it's a whole lot of street shit. For what it's worth, good, bad, or ugly, that's what's going on right now. But it's 2 chains playing too much. And I'm really hoping that at some point he realized that he may have and he may be doing songs that stretch him a little bit. He may be getting ready to come out with some songs that because Two Chains has a very interesting story. And I would although he he he'll tell you bits of that story here or there. I'm wondering, is he going to get deeper into that story? Is he going to start to pull out more emotion from that story? And we also have to also allow artists to grow. So 2 Chainz might not have been ready to tell these certain stories. 2 Chainz might not have been ready to dig into these certain emotions. But honestly and truthfully, I'm kind of ready for 2 Chainz to step away from the trap beats, get more into some soulful, bouncy kind of stuff, you know, and, 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 and mature. Because he's 44 at this point. Fun is fun, cool is cool. I'm always going to expect that's like not two chains not coming out with a strip club song is like Snoop Dogg not making a weed song. It's gonna happen. It's on brand. It's what he does. Nigga from Atlanta, he kind of got to do it. I get it. But after you do that, what's next? Because you can only tell the dope story for so long. As we get into the features and the standouts, uh, this album has about 10 songs on it. And there were some standouts, oddly enough, uh, those standouts also had features. I think there's one song that doesn't have a feature that I just thought was really dope and it's just him by himself. Uh, the first standout for me, the production on this damn thing is just super hard. It's 2 chains in his element and it's uh, Kingpin Ghost Rider. Featuring Little Baby. That song is pretty damn dope. The production on that thing is top notch. It's a hard driving, bass knocking beat. 
and, and and both of them boys do their thing on there. The next one that really stood out for me is Million Dollars Worth of Game with Foto Doug. It's got that energy to it. Like I said, because he said this is his last trap album, that is definitely one of the trappier, trappiest songs on there. And the way Foto Doug just kind of leans on the beat with Detroit accent. It just brings something special to it. Most of the features on here, nine times out of ten, the features go first. So the features kind of set the tone for the album, and then 2 Chains comes in. That's why I was kind of wondering how much of this material was new, how much of it is it just clearing out his hard drive, and uh, what was he sending off, kind of looking for inspiration or directions or ways to go. I don't know. Uh, the next one that stood out for me was 10 Bands with NBA Youngboy. Uh, you can't go wrong with a song with NBA Youngboy. I mean, y'all say what y'all want to say about him, but if we're talking about pure street rap, I mean, you know, that's what the young kids like. You got you to gotta, you gotta give it up. I mean, they both did their thing on that song. Once again, I think that's a song where Youngboy kind of sets the tone for the album. 2 Chains comes in and does his thing, and it's just a great effort. Um, my personal favorite on the entire project, the hardest song, is Vlad TV. Featuring uh, uh, Stove Guy Cooks, Simba, and um, and, and uh, Major Major. Dude. Talk about Street Anthem. The beat knocks. Everybody went off. The hook is hard. The hook is crazy. And it's just, like I said, just a great song. Just one of them, like, one of those just standouts. Um, I probably would say that the weakest song on this album, I, I, I get her into that. Um, another one that stood out for me is um, Neighbors Know My Name. And the reason it stood out for me, because it's typical 2 Chains, it's fun. It's 2 Chains in his bag when he's being the character, 2 Chains. Uh, Neighbors Know My Name has got a D4L sample on it, and it's just a fun sample with a funny hook and he, he really got off on that one so for me those were the standouts everything else was kind of eh. now going to the bad two change ain't talking about shit on this album for him to have had the life he had go through the experiences he's gone through he gives you more of his past and his mind state in interviews than he does in his music i would like to see two change transform those subject matters and that mind state into music and take it just a little bit beyond just being a hustler coming from a family of hustlers and and, and living in Atlanta in apartments and everybody around him selling dope and that being I would like to see him transform those subject matters if you tie emotion and context to that subject matter you can come up with some dope ass songs and he can also dig into the emotional side. My biggest point with trap music is that for the most part, it's celebratory. It all see to me in my in my mind, most trap rappers only talk about Friday night. To me, trap music always sound like Friday night, Friday, Saturday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because that's when the dope boys go out and they party and they celebrate. They go, they take their dope money, they go get fly, they get all their clothes, they get their car washed. And that's when they go to the strip clubs and they throw their money. That's when they, that's, that's, that's when, that's when the dope boys is out partying and celebrating. But see, one thing about the trap life is it's not always a celebration. If you're going to do trap music, do trap music. That's fine. But can I get a full spectrum of trap music? 
Can I get the reason why you started trapping? Can I get the guilt you maybe feel behind trapping? Can I get the fear that goes along with trapping? Can I get other emotions besides we lit? Because that's where we're stuck right now and we got that on a repetitive loop. Jay-Z was very good. Um, reasonable Doubt kind of gave you an emotional gambit in the life of a dope dealer. So can I get that in trap music? Is there a way that you can take that trap sound and make it emotional? And you got your high point, you got your high point, but after the high point, what? Yo, y'all give me a song about a dead homie, but what about when niggas get arrested? What about when the dope don't lock up? What about when, you get, like, it, it's, there are so many other things that you can do with music that would make a trap, that would make trap music better. And at 2 Chain's age, his experience, and what he's done in the game, he can afford to sit back, take time, and craft a story that could make him a legend. Right now, everybody say 2 Chain's is their favorite rapper. In my opinion, 2 Chain's is probably one of the most recognizable rappers in the game next to Snoop Dogg and Lil Jon. But if he can produce an album that has that legendary that legendary story to it man that'll 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 take him completely somewhere else and maybe that's what he's got like i said for me this album it just didn't have enough substance it was all it was all trapping not enough of anything else once again this is his last album on def jam he said this is his last trap album we may be going into a new phase of two chains He's 44. Rappers have kind of shaken off the stigma of being the 50-year-old rapper now, thanks to Jay-Z. And as you approach your 50s, like you can't, like, you really want to be the 50-year-old, the 50-year-old nigga in the club. You really want to be the 50-year-old nigga still making songs for the strippers. Nigga, at some point, the strippers don't even want to see you. I don't know. Two chains. I don't know, maybe strippers get real, oh shit, they go to 50-year-old nigga with money, pop it hard for his old ass. I, didn't, I wouldn't want to be the 50-year-old nigga in the club. Two Chains is a family man right now. I don't even know, he's a family man and he's a businessman. So at, at some point, how do you make that transition? Now the ugly. Let me ask y'all a question. Is Two Chains two Atlanta? Is Two Chains two strip clubs? Is this all we can get from 2 Chains? Is this all 2 Chains has to offer? Is it time for 2 Chains to leave the trap genre completely? He says he is. I'm hoping that he does. My last question is, does 2 Chains play too much? Because 2 Chains been playing his whole career. And I think that he's gotten to a point now where he kind of realizes he's been playing too much. And I would like to see 2 Chainz step it up. As you get older in age, you realize that, he, like I said, he's older and he's accomplished some things. And I know that the strip club is very much a part of the Atlanta culture. It's very much a part of the Atlanta rap scene, but we got young niggas for that. Even strippers age out of the damn strip club. Ain't nobody going to see no 44-year-old stripper for real. It's a chick 24. Popping, bending, shaking, and doing things she either can't do, never could do, or don't do no more. And so my question will always be, are we going to get a 2 chains 
who has more to offer than flash, strip club music, and a hot single. Has playing too much <clears throat> hurt two chains in the long run? Because he has the potential to be one of the everybody say two chains is my favorite. Two chains is one of my favorite. Two chains is one of my favorites. And I think that everybody that says that is hoping that two chains will make that album. That's like, yo. Because we've heard him do it. We've heard him. You go back and you listen to what he did on that last De La Soul album. Boy, 2 Chainz showed his ass. 2 Chainz has showed his ass lyrically on a lot of songs. I am not saying 2 Chainz can't rap. I'm not saying 2 Chainz isn't a lyricist. But what I am saying is, can 2 Chainz make an album that sticks with you emotionally? Can 2 Chainz make an album? That you can relate to. Relatability and fun are two different things. Everybody can relate to fun. But can 2 Chains make an album. That makes you go. Dang. Because lyrically. Stylistically. Charismatically. He has the ability. And he has the money. Where he ain't got to rush. He can sit back and he can take his time. Two Chains has lived and died by the single and strip club music. It's very hard for me to get through a Two Chains album because honestly, some especially with this project, it kind of feels strip club song got the strip club song got the strip club song got the trap song got the trap song got the trap song, and you and I and I've lived with this album for a week. On the other end of that. Yo Gotti just came out. The same day, I believe. I skimmed through a couple of Yo Gotti songs. I may get into it later. I may get into it next week. I may do another podcast about it. Uh, but Yo Gotti, he's giving, he got, it's a two disc album called Free, and the other one is called Game. Side A is Free, Side B is Game. Yo Gotti is doing everything that I would expect 2 Chains to be doing. Including the strip club songs and the singles. But Yo Gotti is low-key probably one of the best trap rappers outside of T.I. and Gucci Mane. That I can think of that's come out in the last 10 years. Yo Gotti has been consistent in his lane. I would like to see the same thing from 2 Chains, Because honestly and truthfully 2 Chains is personality is just way more interesting than Yo Gotti's. We have yet to see what he does. I am really hoping that 2 Chains can make that transition and give us more to sink our teeth into or will he just be known as the strip club rapper? Will he be will 2 Chains be that artist that 10 years from now we hear a 2 Chains song on the radio and go, "Yo, I used to love this song." Or will we get a hold of an album that lasts for 10 years and we go, man, bro, that nigga 2 Chainz. Will we, will, we, will we hold 2 Chainz in the regard that we hold a Bun B, a Jay-Z, a T.I., artists that with different 
iterations and ins and outs and variations of basically dope boy music. Trap music is the new lane for it, but there's all Jay Z was doing trap music back in the day. Bun B was doing. I mean, UGK was doing trap music back in the day. It, 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 we've just the only the only difference now is it has a sound and it has a genre. Niggas been talking about selling dope. Pusha T, high end trap music, luxury trap music at that. Will he? Can he? Does he have the ability to give us an album a little bit deeper than Dope Don't Sell Itself? Because I would like to hear what happens after you leave the strip club. I would like to have, I would like to hear some of those stories about his family. I would like to hear where he was at mentally. Because we're talking about a guy who's had a 25-year run in the rap game between Player Circle, DTP, and 2 Chainz. This dude had three lives in hip-hop, and that's very rare these days. Player Circle, Titty Boy, 2 Chainz. The question is, is he past his moment? Because he ain't past his prime. I don't think Two Chains has passed his prime at all. I think he's in the middle of it, and I don't. I think I don't think he's one of the artists that'll fall off lyrically. But subject matter wise, is he past his prime? So for me, just to wrap the whole thing up, I gave Dope Don't Sell Itself a five. It's got super dope production. His energy is good. His lyricism is good. His performances are great. His features are great. Subject-wise is rinse, wash, and repeat. I'd like to see more from 2 Chains. So yeah, that's it, man. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Um... Y'all put it in the comments. Y'all love it. Y'all like it. Y'all think I'm bugging. Y'all let me know. Put it down in the comments. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Let me know what y'all think about this whole thing, man. This has been Trey Mills with another I Hate Rap Fans podcast. I'm going to catch you on the next one. Peace. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast?